Today, we're talking about the butterfly effect. And when Pastor Keith brought this up to me, I was like, what in the world is the butterfly effect? So there's this really cool um, meteorologer, and he was like doing all this like scientific experiment, like way above my head and under, over my knowledge. And he kept putting in all this, you know, I'm going to try this and this and this, and then we're going to see what the outcome is. We're going to try this, this, and this. Well, he had put in this um, certain number, and it was 506127. And he was in a rush to get to some of his uh, classmates, and he was going to show them the example that he had come up, and he just put in uh, 506. He printed it off, and I just imagine this, like, old printer, you know, back in the day. And he's, like, took off running, and he's got, like, the one he's done before and, like, the new one that he's got updated that, like, took four hours. And it's like, and he looks at it, and it's just totally different. And that's where the butterfly effect come from. If the butterfly's over here and it flaps his wings, it's going to cause it to rain over here. So a couple of weeks ago, it actually hailed in Coleman and destroyed a lot of cars. I don't know where that butterfly was, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to ask it never to flap its wings again. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I know Brother Lee's not necessarily with that because he does insurance. So um, anyways, I went over somebody's head. Whew. Anyways, the butterfly effect. It's simple. Small change can make a big difference. Just like I said earlier with that diamond, a small change can make a big difference. So, if we could change, if you could change your life, would you? Is there anything in your life that you would change, would like to change? Define it. So, sometimes we can say, well, yeah, I'm going to change that, and I'm just going to put that to the side. But when you actually have to define it and actually give it a plan and then give it an action, like we're going to talk about today, it actually is going to take a little bit of root in your life. And it's not just going to be this really cool idea that you're like, yeah, dude, that was awesome. Like, woo. Like me and Samantha are trying to buy a house, and it's like we see one like, dude, this is so awesome. And then praise God we have Mike Shaw, and he's like, you don't want to buy this house. It's like, wait a second. So you know what I'm saying? So when we have to define something, you know, you have to put action to it. So let's go to our next point. I got good news for you guys, okay? You can change. You can change because God gave every human being the power of choice. You get to choose the life that you live. You get to choose the life that you live. So... I mean, you can be the butterfly that flaps his wings and causes this giant hailstorm over here in Coleman, Alabama. Or you can flap your wings and give this beautiful garden a nice little shower that it needs so it can bloom and feed a beautiful family that it's in the backyard. So you get to choose. God gives us the choice. He's not going to force something on you. He's not going to put something on you. You get the choice. So, Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20. So if you have your Bibles, I tell the youth this all the time, okay? If you don't bring your Bible to church, it's like trying to get in your mom and dad's car and try to go somewhere without the key. You're not going to go nowhere. You can put it in neutral and maybe ride down the driveway and get grounded. (laughs) And then you're really not going anywhere for a long time. So, I just want to challenge you guys, always bring your Bible. Like, mine's worn out, and 
It was given to me like back in 2011. That's awesome. So, all right, so Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20, all right, verse 19. Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Everybody say life and death. Between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, by obeying Him and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And that if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord sworn to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, right here it says four areas of change. Pastor Keith talked about thoughts. We've, he talked about words. Today we're going to get to talk about actions. And next week we'll talk about attitudes. Define your life. A small change in any of these areas can make a big difference. Any of these areas can make a big difference. Your thoughts, your words, your actions. So I'm going to pray. I love praying because I love talking to God. So Jesus, we just, we love you so much. We thank you for allowing us to come into this place. I pray right now as, as we listen to your word, Lord, that we would hear something that would just rattle our foundation and to make us desire you even more. Jesus, for the ones that maybe don't know you, don't have any idea what we're talking about, don't know why we raised our hands during worship, Lord, that you would open their heart and you would open their ears, Lord, so they can accept and hear the truth, the love that we get to walk in and walk through every day of our lives. So, Jesus, we love you, Holy Spirit. You're invited into this place. Set the atmosphere. Set the tone. Set the rest of the day. Jesus, we give you this time. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, actions. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. You can flip your Bible. All right. Do not be discouraged. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. A man sows, and that he will reap. So, if you're this butterfly and you're sowing, this terrible storm that we had in Coleman the other day, that's what you're going to reap. Or you could be this beautiful butterfly over here, and you're flapping your wings. And hey, you're growing this beautiful garden. Like, I'm not a gardener. Forrest is a farmer, and I'm going to let him be the farmer. I'm not the farmer. Praise God. But I love the bumper sticker that you see everywhere in Arab, Alabama. Farmers feed Alabama. Praise God. That's all i got to say. I love to eat. So what you, what you sow is what you're going to reap. All right? Verse, verse 8 right here. For he who sows to the flesh will all the flesh reap consequences. But he who sows to the spirit will all the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have the opportunity to the opportunity, let us do good to all. 
Let us do good. I want to stop right there for a second. So I keep going back to this, this butterfly effect, right? So we got two different butterflies. We got this butterfly right here, and we got that butterfly over there. This guy decided to test this theory that he just put in the computer one day. If the butterfly flaps his wings over here, what is the storm going to do on the other side of the world? So let me ask you this. We're in Arab, Alabama, right? We're a beautiful church. I see a lot of beautiful faces, a lot of beautiful smiles. The greatest amen in the world I just heard a minute ago. That beautiful little girl. So if we're over here in Arab, Alabama, and we're flapping our wings, what is like, I don't know, China receiving right now? Or where our soldiers are? Have you ever thought about that? Man, you know, I'm not making a big difference. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're flapping your wings and, and you're only seeing what's happening in Arab and Alabama, but you don't know what, what's happening on the other side of the world. We have a student. His dad's in the military. He's actually deployed right now. And uh, he comes up to me every Wednesday and shows me all these really cool pictures of his dad. And I've actually not met him. And uh, a few weeks ago, um, my granddad passed away. And uh, it, it, it was a little hard time. I didn't know that his parents actually knew my granddad. I didn't know that his parents were actually set under my granddad for years and years and years. And now their son is sitting under his grandson in their youth group. And he's all the way on the other side of the world. So... He sent this letter in, and he actually, he actually wrote my name in it. And he said, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you've taken delight in my, in my son and shown him the way. Just like your grandfather did for me. See, I'm flapping my wings. I'm just doing what God tells me to do. And that's all you can do. And I'm taking care of his son. But see, on the other side of the world where he's deployed, he can take in delight that his son's being taken care of. And see, that's what you guys get to do every day. Every morning you get to decide, hey, am I going to flap my wings? What do I want to sow today? What do, what do I want to reap today? Do I want to sow to the flesh or do I want to sow to the spirit? So, the only way to change your harvest is to change what you do. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Okay, I used to say this all the time. Okay, I'm actually really excited to tell you guys this story, okay? This is actually my favorite part of the whole message, all right? So, I used to do this all the time, okay? And I, I thought I knew what was going on. I thought I knew what I was doing. I didn't have a clue, okay? I was about a 15 to 18-year-old young guy. And what does a 15 to 18-year-old guy kind of start doing at that age? Dating, right? Oh, yes, Man, I was just, I was homeschooled, so I was shy. But man, once, once I started flapping my beautiful wings like a butterfly, I was ready to go, man. I was like, Jesus loves you. Like, let's take on the world. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. I started dating this one girl, and then we'd break up. Everybody say, oh, this poor little heart. I was, just, I was so discouraged, so messed up. I was like, God, you're going to have to put me back together. And he did. And then I dated her again. I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be different. We're going to totally do this completely. This is going to be a whole different outcome. Whole thing. No. Nothing. Not a thing changed. We broke up again. 
okay? So, thank you, thank you. See, I love participation. You guys are awesome. So, she broke my heart. I was like, God, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So, he puts the pieces back together. You know, what I love about God is when he puts the pieces back together, if you look at how he puts you back together, if you've ever seen like broken pottery and then someone puts something back together and they put gold in the middle of it, it actually makes the vessel worth more. So every time we're broken, God turns around and does that again. And I'm like, okay, so my insanity and dumbness over here as a young guy, God's turning around and making me more valuable and more valuable and more valuable and more valuable every, every, every time because of what he puts back into me. So, he puts me back together. What do I do? I go date her for the third time. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, my parents were probably tired of this. Like, what are you thinking? Quit. So, it's exactly what that is. The only way to change your harvest is to change what you're doing. Doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again is insanity. And you won't think, here's the, here's the whole concept, guys. I was dating. She was a nice young lady, loved the Lord. But I was just not in the season to lead her, love her like it needed to be. And I guess what? 16, 17-year-old young guy? Probably don't need to worry about that right now. Like I need to worry about graduating high school, having a good time, chilling my, my buds and go to church on Wednesday nights and hang out with the youth and eat all the goodies that's back there in the bake sale that you guys get to go eat after service. So, um, so God puts me back together. Then there comes to the point where my action... And my change has a, in the season of dating had to change. So I had these two people that I, I looked up to a lot. They're actually way younger than me. You know, God can actually work that way. He can talk to you through younger people sometimes, which blew my mind. Because every Wednesday night, like, God teaches me something through 2911 students, and it blows my mind, and I absolutely love it. Like, that's why I come back. I'm like, God, what are you going to show me tonight? It's so cool. So we're sitting there, and he just said that clearly to me. He said, Everybody calls me Jobo. It's, it's just a thing. It just happened. It's a nickname. It just stuck. He said, Jobo, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you're wanting a different result. He said, you can't offer to her what, you, what she needs, and she can't offer to you what you need. I said, okay, what do I need to do? He said, well, what does God say you need to do? I was like, I don't know. Like, you're the one in Bible school. Tell me. Like, what? <laughs> He said, let's fast. I said, okay. What do you want to fast? He said, I don't know. What is God telling you to fast? I'm like, coffee. Okay, we'll do coffee. He said, how bad do you want something to really change? I was like, okay, we'll do bread too, okay? Like, just, just back off a little bit. He's like, how bad do you really want it? So it just kept developing and developing and developing. So at the end of the conversation, he's like, all right. So it's like middle of September, a couple of years ago. And he goes, you know what we're going to do? He said, we're going to fast till January. I'm like, we're going to what? You want me not to drink coffee for how long? Three months? Four months? September? No bread? Do you like pizza? I love pizza. Like, we're in youth ministry, dude. What are we going to eat? Nothing. We're going to starve. Oh, oh. But here's the thing. I wouldn't change my dating life. I just wanted a different result. I see what God wanted was he wanted me to change so I could get a different result because he knew what I needed. See, 
So we fasted, we prayed. January came around. We went into corporate praying and fasting with the rest of the church. And sometimes I'm just like, you know, we live in such a microwave generation with the students. They're just like, hey, I want it now. Like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, iPhone X, like, you can do all these face things, and I don't understand it. Like, I'm out of date now. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, yeah, let's do this. But here's the thing. I wanted God to answer it so bad so fast, and little did I know that my wife actually came to me, and I didn't even realize it. She sent me a message on Facebook. She said, hey, I didn't realize that you worked at the Coleman Hobby Lobby. I was like, yeah, I do. Every time I always got a message from this individual, my dad and her dad knew each other for so long, I just thought that maybe her dad lost my dad's phone number. And, like, that's what it was. So, like, I almost, like, discarded it and was like, you know what? He can find my dad's phone number some way else. Like, I'm done. Like, my parents lived at the beach at this point. Like, I don't know. But I went ahead and read it. And she's like, no. I was like, the... So I was like, hey, let's go. Let's hang out. Let's go eat lunch together. Let's do something like that. Like, okay, let's do that. Cool. And then I was like, I can't do that. I only get so long for lunch. Can you do dinner? Okay. Tell a young lady from lunch to dinner, things escalate. If there's any young men in the house, listen to me. It escalates. It wasn't a bad thing. It was a God thing. We sat down, talked three hours. I just heard her out. And to this day, she's going to tell you different. To this day, I went in there just to talk and catch up with a friend. She was in there to find a husband. God knew what he was doing. Okay, God knew. God knew. Listen to me for a second. God knew what I had. I was over here. I was flapping my wings like, God, I trust you. I know what's going on. I'm I'm watering that season over there. Here it is, Jesus. I, I, I love you. I trust you. I'm not drinking coffee. I'm not eating my bread. I'm not doing all that. I'm still hanging out with the students, and I'm not eating their pizza. And they can eat all the pizza. Little did I know that God was over here telling my future wife, hey, you know what? If you would just trust me and guide me like I'm giving I got what you need, and it's in the makes, bro. Like, it is in the works. And that's what God's wanting us to do. The insanity of over and over and over again and expecting a different result is not going to happen if we don't put in some time. So that's what I want you guys to just focus on for a second. Just for a second, okay? Quick little, we're married now, okay? The best meal of my life, okay? I was like, that was worth however much that cost. I don't even remember how much it cost, but it was worth it. Little did I know that God knew exactly what he was doing. I walked out and didn't realize that I was walking out with my wife. So, oh, everybody say, oh, that's so sweet. So, sow to the Spirit when you do good that God gives you an opportunity to do. Sow to the Spirit. We all got to sow to the Spirit. Because let me tell you if you, sh- if you, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to get what you've already got right in front of you. Nothing. Because when Adam and Eve did what they did, they separated us. And when you sow to the Spirit, you allow God to work in your life. And when you go eat Mexican food on a, on a Monday night after you've been up since like 7.45 in the morning, you've been at work till 5, and then you meet this beautiful young lady and you didn't realize that God was working through your life and it's like hey this is your wife and you don't even realize it but look but I was over here in advance sowing to the spirit 
but I had an opportunity to, to do good. I was just, God, I'm doing good. I'm just trusting you. I believe in what you've got for me. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm out of this insanity loop. Get me out. The circle is over. It's terrible. My actions are different. I want my actions to bring me life. I don't want them to bring terror to other people. I don't want to break down people. I don't want to do anything like that. And that's what God's telling us. If you'll just trust me and sow to the Spirit, sow to me, allow me to give you what you need and what sometimes we, sometimes I sit there like this, I'm like, God, I know what I need. You know what I know what I need? You know what I need? I need a double cheeseburger. I need this, that, and the other. I want this. I want a nice big house or whatever. And God's like, no, 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 no. Because see, you'll feel more fulfilled if you're living above a two-door garage and you're in a youth ministry and you're fully alive and you have this beautiful wife. But see, see, I always thought I had to have all these flashing things. But see, what God actually knew what I needed and actually that's where I thrive and live. And I do get to enjoy pizza with the students. That's what we're eating for lunch today. So, Acts 10, 38, right here. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Yeah, say it again. That's kind of good. Say Holy Ghost. Yeah. And with the power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. What action... What action could you take today, this week, this month that you could take this week, this month, even this year, right? That you could make a big difference in your life. That you could make a big difference in your life. Sometimes you're like, you know what, it's just the small things, it's just like, that doesn't, that's not what I need. Well, listen, if God can't trust you with a dollar, he's not going to trust you with a hundred dollars. And I believe we all know that. So, what today could you do on an action to affect tomorrow? I didn't realize what I was doing. Three months, September to January. And little did I know in that February that I was going to be dating and dating on purpose and dating a beautiful young lady that God had appointed and had a purpose that I was going to get to follow, that I was going to get to fulfill. Because here's the thing, guys. You know what really attracted me to her? Well, she said, I'm involved with youth ministry. And I was like, so am I. That works. See, here's the thing. God knows what you need to tick. God knows what's going on in your life. So when you sow to the Spirit and you sow to Him, He's going to so out-bless you, all right? So, a few weeks ago, actually, I think it was about a month ago, Samantha got to go to this awesome, they called it a workshop for women, all right? Samantha's my wife. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's right there. She got to go. She got invited by Amy Stockstool. Did I say that right? Stockstool, right? Out in Texas. So, she got invited. I come home one night from work. She's like, hey, babe, like, here's dinner. You know, can I, I got to show you this. I'll show you this. Cool. Guess who invited me to this? They called it Echo. It's for women. Uh, all I got to tell you guys is, 
if you want a woman to like preach, give them preacher shoes and they will like blow your mind, I'm telling you. Like, because they went out there and like bought them preacher shoes, showed them what to do, showed them how to teach testimonies, taught them how to preach, taught them how to teach someone to preach, taught them all this, challenged them. So I got home, sat down, here's the dinner, da, da, da. she's like, I got invited by Amy Stockstool. And you know how young women get like, I'm like, oh my Lord, like something serious is about to happen. And she said, well, it's only this, and it's only going to cost this much and this much. And I was like, what, what? It's going to cost how much? I was like freaking out a little bit like, okay, Jesus. Okay. So I was like, oh, we'll talk about it. So that night I was like, okay, God, when I get up in the morning, just tell me if she needs to go or not. Because in my head, you know, I was like, you know, a weekend alone, no wife, just chilling. That doesn't sound too bad. Sounds like good. Like if football had been on, I'd have been set. Like, yeah, bring on the pizza. Let's go, bro. Like all day. So we decided, yeah, Samantha, you go. It's going to be a great, a great trip. God's going to invest in you. We're going to, you know. But here's the thing. Right here it says personal action, spiritual action, relational, relational action, and financial action. See, when we were dating, there's this thing called Instagram. Does anybody know what Instagram is? Instagram is this website where you like post all these videos you post all these pictures, and like you can meet people around the world. It's almost like that butterfly effect in an app, pretty much. It's insane. So she starts following Amy, commenting on stuff Amy's doing. Like this is years ago when we were dating, like three years ago. Okay. So she kind of built a relationship a little bit right there. So she was on point. She was actively making a personal relationship with this woman. You had to be personally invited to go to this weekend. Okay, Jesus. Cool. We've done that. So then the spiritual side of it. Okay, Jesus. What, what's going to happen? Well, she's going to be invested in. She's going to be pushed. And if any of you, tie, if any of you wonderful people have any time, you could talk to her like she like is on point now, like she came back. When she came back, let me just tell you, I got to meet my wife all over again. Because here's the thing. We sowed into her spirit. We sowed into what God had for her. We sowed into that season. We had financially set ourselves up. Because here's the thing. Months and months and months and months before she was invited, and months and months and months and months and months and before she was invited, she talked to Amy on Instagram. We had set ourselves up by just saving a little bit. So we were, action, we had action with our finances. We were like, you know what, we're just going to put this little bit aside just to set ourselves up. We've been saving for a house, we've been doing other things. So when we sat down and she had this opportunity to go, God was like, you know what, you have this opportunity, you have set yourself up, you have financially done what you were supposed to do. You've been, like we said earlier, you've been giving your 10%. You've been doing what I asked you to do. Yeah, send your wife off. Do that. She's going to have a great time. She's going to, like, before she left, she's like, I'm getting preacher shoes. I'm like, woo! They're actually really fantastic. I've still not seen them yet. But, um, so, here's the thing, guys. With this story, Samantha got invited months and months and months before that. She had made a relationship with this person. She had personally connected with him. She was active she had action 
months and months before that, before she was invited, we had set ourselves up financially. We were active in that place so she could go. Months and months and months after she's been back, she is sewing in to 2911 students on a weekly basis because we had taken action to set ourselves up for success for her to go somewhere. We had no idea that she was going to get invited. We had no idea that it was going to come. But see, we were obedient. We were sowing not to the flesh. Man, that $20, we could go get some, some beautiful pizza. Man, with that $20, I could go, you know, hit the movie up. With that $20, you know, Samantha loves shopping. I mean, you could, she could go buy 30 things with $20, and I don't know how it works, but it works. So, you know, that $20 could go to so many different places. But yet we were setting it to the side because we knew that God had a purpose and a plan somewhere. Whether it was with a house, we didn't know that it was going to be an action-packed weekend for her to be spiritually pushed. So she could come back and give 2911, the student ministry, a new outlook on certain things. So we were active in all of those places. We were personally active. We were spiritually active. We were relationally active. We were financially active. So this is what I want to challenge you guys with. What this week, what action this week could you take, small little action, that you could set yourselves up for a different outcome next month, next week, next year even? Maybe it's some of us is like, hey, you know, if maybe I should just make a phone call and just check on them whether it's a grandson, granddaughter, maybe it's a niece or nephew, someone that you know that needs to be connected to a church, a local church. They live in the Arab area. Heck yeah, we want them to come 2911 if they're from 6th to 12th grade. Or on Sunday mornings. Or maybe it's uh, a relative that's like me. I have one in the military, and I don't get to talk to him a lot. But when I do, I'm just like, hey, man, how's it going over there? How are you doing? I'm just flapping my wings. Spreading a little bit of joy on his side of the world. So what this week could you take a little action to financially set yourselves up for success? Whether it be next, next week and you walk into McDonald's and someone's missing four bucks of their meal. And you're like, I got it. God bless you. And just You don't even have to like say nothing. Just boom, walk off. Because here's the thing. You know the beautiful thing about Arab Alabama? It's small enough that you'll probably run back into them. And then they might have the courage to come up to you and be like, hey, remember that $4 you invested? No, I don't remember that $4. It's four bucks. Four bucks could go a long way. So, what action this week could you set yourself up? Relationally, personally, financially, spiritually, that tomorrow you'll have a different outcome. That you'll get out of this insanity loop. Because it's not good for you, and it's not good for your kids, and it's not good for your grandkids. So you can set them up for success. Flap your beautiful wings today so someone else can reap a great harvest. So Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for this time. We thank you for showing us through your word the actions that we can take. Jesus, you empowered Jesus 
God, you empowered Jesus with the Holy Spirit so that he could walk around and help the people that were oppressed by the devil. Jesus, we have the same spirit that you do living in us so that we can walk around with action on purpose to help somebody. Whether it's just an encouraging word, whether it's $4 at McDonald's, Jesus, whatever it is, whatever you are putting on our hearts, that we would do it. God, that we would take that boldness. Lord, that we would get out of that insanity cycle and get a different outcome. That we would get a different result. Jesus, that we would depend on you. That you would allow us to fully be your hands and feet. That you would allow us to go into the community, go into Arab, go into North Alabama, one action at a time. Jesus, we love you so much. Be with Liberty Church. Let them have the greatest week of their life. Bring them back next week, fired up. Lord, so we can learn about our attitudes. Lord, we love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You guys have a great day in the Lord.